It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Why the Dems impeachment hopes may be fading away. And Pro Football Hall of Fame finalists are announced. Of course, we'll have to talk about it. But first. Give us your bottom line. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Welcome into the bottom line. News Radio 610-KONA, 547-1610 is the number. Also via email, 610-KONA.com. Bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. And we're on Twitter at Bottom Line 610. And before we get into our next topic, Ed, I want to mention, do you know what the strongest material known to man is? No. It's called graphene. 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 Not graphite. No, graphene. Okay. Graphene stops bullets better than Kevlar. Oh. Absorbs twice the amount of impact than Kevlar. It's considered to be the strongest material known to man. Last night at the Golden Globes, that's what Ricky Gervais was trying to drill a hole into. (laughs) Because as far as I'm concerned, as epic of of a monologue as it was, as so many people in the, quote, real world heard exactly what he was saying, understood the hypocrisies that he was laying out in eight minutes that his audience is guilty of. I mean, he started out saying, this is the last time I will be hosting this show. Yeah. And put it this way. going in, right? He did everything in his power to make sure this was the last time he was going to host a Hollywood Awards show. And he laid it out. Yeah, he did. So thick and layered, it was amazing. But what he accomplished was like trying to put a dent in graphene. Because those in the audience, and and I'm sure there were many in that audience that knew exactly what he was doing and knew exactly what he was saying, and even some probably agreed, but the industry as a whole will just build more resolve against everything he exposed instead of looking in the mirror and saying, you know, maybe he's right. We have protected the Weinsteins of the world. We are hypocrites when it comes to who we're willing to do business with versus who we're willing to attack on social media. We are the biggest hypocrites on the face of the planet when it comes to any kind of a social issue. And all they will do is build more resolve and believe that they are more emboldened to continue on in spite of the fact that Ricky Gervais made the entire industry look like the emperor with new clothes. And, you know, there there will be probably some people that were in that audience at that award ceremony who will take what he said to heart. But you're right. The industry as a whole. I mean, look, the, the, the entertainment industry has been a monster, uh, not only in size and scope, but in, uh, in intent for so long. One guy exposing things and and holding up a mirror 
is not going to make the whole thing come crumbling down. But it was it was very interesting. It, it's not the first time we we have had um, hosts of award shows and even recipients of awards uh, drop little bombs here and there, and it makes news for five minutes, and then people forget about it. I don't know how quickly this is going to go away. If you hadn't watched or you didn't hear about it today, Ricky Gervais um, really went after in his in his opening monologue and really throughout the time that he spoke. And it makes you wonder because a lot of times all that stuff has to be approved for such an such a thing because it is live it, it isn't always it, on the west coast it's not shown as live but it is a live thing for the east coast so in, in some respects there aren't there is no safety net there is the there is the uh, delay <laughs> if if naughty words are said but when you know i don't know that it's necessarily used for content purposes like you know what was shared last night he hit. He not you. You mentioned Harvey Weinstein. He also hit on Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, he did. You know, he he went. I mean, he went after it. And there were. It, what's What's interesting to me is not only the reaction by us regular folk today, but the reaction at the time. You had a mix of people who were laughing. Maybe some of them nervously laughing at those things. Uh, you you saw some priceless facial reactions uh, to like ooh he went there oh my and and the thing that the thing that Gervais did so well in eight minutes was everything that Hollywood hates and that is seeing its issues exposed for regular people to digest. For example, all right, a quote from part of his monologue last night. Apple roared into the TV game with The Morning Show, a superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. (laughs) So you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, Apple, Amazon, Disney, if ISIS had a streaming service, you'd be calling your agent. (laughs) He then went to Epstein. Yes. Saying that Epstein didn't kill himself. There were some groans. His response, shut up. I know he's your friend. I don't care. <laughs> but, yeah. the, but the big one, and I thought this, considering everything he hit, I thought this may have been his most pointed shot at the entitled culture that surrounds Hollywood. You all look lovely, all dolled up. You came here in your limos. I came here in a limo, and the license plate was made by Felicity Huffman. Wow. It's her daughter I feel sorry for. That must be the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to her. And her dad was in Wild Hogs, so. Wow. <laughs> but but the point he made was, here's mom using her influence and her money mm-hmm. to get her daughter into a school that she may not have qualified yeah. without her daughter necessarily knowing about it. And who's got to live with that? Yeah. Her daughter. Right. Her daughter's got to live with the fact that her mom didn't think she was smart enough to get into school, so she had to buy her acceptance into a university. Yeah. Felicity Huffman does a couple, 14 days in jail. 
her daughter's got to live with that. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 whole notion that people of privilege are trying to circumvent the system anyway. Yeah. I, I just say, you know, what I found interesting, you know, I'm a big studier of people and and social, uh, you know, societal things, societal interactions. We have not seen anything like what happened last night ever. I mean, we like I said, we have had. You know, people who have won awards come up and, and made political statements. We've we've seen that quite a bit. You know, we've even seen not so much anymore. But uh, back in the day when we were younger, uh, they would have these celebrity roasts where yeah. where where people were, in fact, roasted, uh, you know, verbally. And and gone after, you know, Don Rickles was he made a career. Oh, absolutely. Out of something like that. Absolutely. But this was this was more than just in fun. This was I mean, this this bordered on like a awakening disclosure type of moment, you know, for for a lot of people. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? This is Linda from Kennewick. What's on your mind, Linda? Um, well, what's on my mind is on Sunday, I believe it was, th- that it um, on Fox News, I learned something that I didn't know existed, and that was that the Hollywood uh, bunch has one of the largest and most influential lobbies in Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I, that surprised me a lot, because when you think of the implications of what's happened— uh, over these three years with uh, Trump, you can see where um, there was a lot of influence from Hollywood on this. Well, and, and to take that a step further, Linda, that same lobby has gone around the country and used its influence on state legislators to create significant tax breaks for the industry. That's right. So as they've Including gone... Including Washington State, by the way. Even Washington State, they've gone to... I mean, you look at the places where the majority of of continental filming is done. Georgia is a huge one. Mm-hmm. Ohio is another big one mm-hmm. that you see a lot of things being made. And it's because they've gone to those state legislators and said, we will bring X amount of business to your state if you give us this break, this break, this break, and this break. And then those legislators, when they act on their own, for, on behalf of their own people, and run afoul of what you know Hollywood elites would like them to do legislatively, they then claim that they're going to boycott. Well, their lobbies created a huge bubble for them to be able to work in, and now they're going around and saying, well, we're not going to work here because you passed this law. Well, maybe they should take away your tax break. How would you like that? That means less money for you. Look, we know, and this is a prime example, money brings you power and influence. And the more money you can acquire, the more power and influence you can have. Not only, uh, and we thank you, Linda, for the call, the influence from a lobbying standpoint, think about the unions that are involved in Hollywood and the entertainment industries, how powerful the unions are as well. It all comes back around to money, power, influence. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, fellas, Mike. Hi, Mike. Mike. Hey, uh, I got three things for you today. You you bring up the roast, and I'm long in the tooth. 
I remember how funny they were. Dean Martin, Jimmy Stewart. Yep. I mean, Sammy Davis Jr. They were hilariously funny. And they never, ever used a cuss word ever. But you watch the celebrity roast now, and I don't know what channel it's on. Uh, every other word is something that would burn the hair out of your ears. And uh, they always got the same people, Lisa Lampanelli, on and on and on. So the, the roast part has been degraded, and when you get to Hollywood or you get to be a professional sports star, point number two, for some reason, because you're a celebrity, you're smarter than everybody else. And I loved it when Gervais said, most of you haven't even been to school longer than, you know, the Greta Thunberg. Uh, that's absolute fact. And the last point that I want to make is when we were kids, I don't know how old you guys are, but when I was a kid, politics was about serving the public and you had a platform and you got up and you said whatever your platform was and then it changed into I want to get elected. I don't really care what my platform is, so I'm going to say whatever it is that I need to say to get elected and then when I get elected, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. In the end, now, and it just seems so dilapidated it's not politics anymore where you have a platform it's all about what do i got to do to win and it doesn't matter uh, if what you're saying is right or wrong or a lie or whatever and you know the democrats have exposed themselves terribly bad impeachment hanging the steel dossier and i mean you just go down the list forever never and never ever will they admit a platform or a point of view or it's just we have to win we have to get the democratic party in power and the more money you have the more power you have the old saying is money doesn't buy happiness but i believe money buys freedom appreciate the call mike we're up against it five four seven one six ten is the number five oh nine five four seven one six ten back after this can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610kona. 547 1610, 509 1610. You can email us too by going to the website 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page. Send us your question or your comment. Let's go right to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? And this is Mary from Kennewick. Hi, Mary. What's on your mind? I wish I hadn't turned it off last night. <laughs> Just as it was coming on, I saw that it was what it was, and I said, oh, we don't want to hear all the, all of them. Just, you know, expounding on everything like they do. Yeah, who knew it would blow up like this, right? <laughs> I, I wish he would have advertised he was going to do it. It would have been the most watched eight minutes on television this year. <laughs> <laughs> You're, right. Anyway, You're right. You're right. Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. And, you know, it should be noted that um, uh, that eight minutes would have set a record, but nobody knew it was coming. Yeah, but but here's the thing. And, you know, this is let's be real here. He's also just announced that he's going out on tour. So, you know. 
I mean, he's he. It wasn't completely, you know, for the benefit of of all of us. It was to benefit him too. Well, so. Certainly, no, no, ands and buts about that. I mean, Ricky Gervais is a, is a very smart guy. However, one of the things that I will say is this: if he gave any indication that this was going to be part of his monologue, it would have been scrapped. Oh yeah. So they so, would have just held the. Uh, the mute button on his uh, his whole thing. Look, year in and year out, award shows continue to tank. Mm-hmm. The general population doesn't care about them. No. They, there's no interest. They don't want to hear the the political statements. They don't want to hear all these other things that can that have become a a habit. But I will say this: I did notice that there were significantly less political statements in the Golden Globes this year after Gervais's comment of. You don't know anything. Yeah. You've spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. There were less than there have been in years past. Sure. There were some, but, you know, it is what it is. Certainly it is what it is. And here's the thing. They all get to sit there and talk to like-minded individuals and be applauded by the people in their bubble. Yeah, which they love. But Of course, which is why, again, they are so incredibly out of touch. Hey, this is uh, off topic. We've got a couple minutes left on uh, before our next break. Um, this is just being released uh, by reporter Sarah Carter. Uh, she will appear on Fox News occasionally, but she has her own podcast and whatnot. Uh, an interesting development. She uh, had an interview earlier today with uh, California Congressman Devin Nunez. And Nunez said in this interview that there is an active investigation into the uh, intelligence community inspector general, Michael Atkinson. Now, why that's important is this. This is the same Michael Atkinson who tipped off lawmakers about a whistleblower complaint that led to the impeachment of Donald Trump. And what they are trying to do, according to Devin Nunez, is get statements on the record, the transcripts that he has read from a uh, back and forth with him and one Adam Schiff apparently is very damaging. Again, we'll be the judge of that if and when that stuff has been released. But the... News is that, at the very least, that guy is being investigated and Adam Schiff and others do not want his testimony to be made public. Of course not. For whatever reason might be, but there, you know, that is uh, what's going on. So a little bit of breaking news there. Something, another thing to kind of keep your eye on in this whole litany of of actors and situations and scenes in this major play that's being played out in front of our eyes. You know, they're a funny group of people. This is going to be even more. It's just, it's, 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 when we come back, we'll talk about the latest because uh, Nancy Pelosi's, dragging of this affair may wind up coming back to significantly bite her. I mean significantly bite her to the point that they may actually have to go through this process again. 
And maybe they should if they really want to, because if you say you have new evidence, that really would give you the ability to reopen your previous hearing, correct? You would think. You would think. If you have new evidence and it's that important, you wouldn't leave it to the Senate, right? Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Skyview Law, the leaders of family law in the Tri-Cities. Over 10 years of experience, if you're going through the end of a, of a relationship, long-term, you're going through a divorce, there are assets, there are children involved, don't go it alone. Contact Skyview Law. Jared and his team will help you in any way they possibly can. Go to their website, skyviewlaw.com. Visit the office on George Washington Way in Richland. Find out how you can get a free case review, a free consultation with Skyview Law. If you have a small business, there's a lot of assets to discuss. Parenting plans, child custody, alimony, a lot of things come on the table. Don't go through it by yourself. Have Jared and his team work with you to try and get the best possible outcome. Skyview Law, leaders in family law in the Tri-Cities. George Washington Way in Richland. Visit their website, skyviewlaw.com. So the inevitable may be moving forward, and that is... Enough of Republican senators are tired of waiting on Nancy Pelosi. Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri, along with a number of fellow Republicans, are going to introduce a resolution to allow the chamber to dismiss the articles of impeachment for lack of prosecution. Mm. Okay. It would also update Senate rules to allow the chamber to bring a motion dismissing the articles. So... Rick Scott, Mike Braun, Marsha Blackburn, Ted Cruz, Steve Daines, John Barrasso, Tom Cotton, Joni Ernst, David Perdue, Jim Imhoff, all sitting there saying, look, you started this. You haven't moved this over. You had your impeachment hearings. You have the votes to send it over. You're not doing it. So if you don't want this case tried... We're going to dismiss it for failure to prosecute, and now you can go back to your business. I guess I, I have a question, and it's uh, it's more of a parliamentary inquiry, if you will. Mm-hmm. Can they vote to dismiss something that they haven't received yet? Yes. Can they? Yes, okay. because there are 26 rules that govern all impeachment proceedings. Okay. And they presume a prompt delivery of the articles of impeachment to the Senate following their adoption by the House. Yes. No, I understand. But right. I mean, uh, that that's every, what would guide it. A prompt. So basically, everybody the, in their dog the right knows to a speedy trial. Everybody in their dog knows that the House passed articles of impeachment. But technically, can can they can the Senate say, we don't know what you're talking about? Can they can they can they move to dismiss charges that they haven't that that they have not been filed in their body yet. What, you see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, but what they are looking at is the aspect of of a... you. There has to be a timeline here. No, I understand, so, but, but don't they have to like, say for sake of argument, let, let just for sake of my argument, and, and maybe I'm completely wrong, and that's totally fine. Say a week from now, Nancy Pelosi sends them over. At that point, they say, no, you took too long, we're voting to dismiss. Do they have to wait for those impeachment papers to 
come to them, or can they just dismiss it because everybody in the world knows what happened in the House? If it, if according to this resolution, which they are setting at a 25-calendar day period, if the House does not send the articles over within 25 days, any senator can move to dismiss them once the time period has elapsed. Okay. The motion would be voted on by the full Senate. So they're saying 25 days. Do you know how many days have passed? Mm, it's probably getting pretty close, hasn't it? 19. I was going to say. 19 days have passed. So we're, we're within a week of them being able to do this. Which basically they're saying, you've got a week to yeah. send them over. Right. If you don't want to send them over, we're going to put a motion on the floor to dismiss because you have not done this in a timely fashion. Mm. You are holding up our work at the Senate. Yeah. You have held up your work in the House. We're not going to allow you to continue to do this. If you believe that the evidence is there, send it over so we can do our job. So I would imagine by, what, close of business Friday, if it's not been sent over, then the Senate could take this direction. And you got to think that even, even if there are Republicans in the Senate, and we all know that the, you know, there are more Republicans than Democrats in the Senate, even... Those Republicans who aren't necessarily fans of the president might vote for this simply because the House broke the rules, right? They, you know, supposedly, <laughs> you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but Republicans and conservatives like the rule of law, right? right. You know, they you, say what you will, but at least do it by the book. And right. if and if they aren't doing it by the book. It may get dismissed simply on that ground, whether or not they agree with the president or how it was handled in the House or whatever, right? Well, and here's the other part of this, is they can't do anything until they're sent over. So if you're not going to send them over, mm -hmm. you can't have a trial. You That's can't right. You can't, you can't just forward. hold on to them indefinitely until after the election or something like that, right? Right. The Senate can't do a stinking thing until those articles of impeachment are sent across. So that's what always that's what always got me about this light speed at which the House was operating, both at the committee level and then you see what you I'm saying? You and everybody else. That's, I, I still don't get why. It, it seemed like the goal was to get him impeached before they broke for the holiday, for the Christmas and New Year holiday, the end of the year, end of uh, you know that break, which they accomplished. But to what end? I, I still don't figure that part out because of what you just raised. It's not like... They could just sit on this for, you know, six or eight months and use it as a campaign thing against the president. You can't do that because of the rules that are in place. I, I don't know. You, I don't get it. If this was so urgent, yeah, you would have thought that the articles would have been sent over immediately. But here's what we have. We have more games attempting to be played. You want Nancy Pelosi to be able to try and control the Senate the way she has controlled the House. Her, Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, gave zero quarter in any department to any Republican in the House. Now they turn around and they want to be able to dictate terms to how the Senate is going to conduct their portion of the business. And Mitch McConnell saying, yeah, it doesn't work that way over here. No, You're Chuck not Schumer, a senator. Yeah, Chuck Schumer, well, even Chuck Schumer was saying things like, well, you know, we want a, a full, 
you know, investigation. If we're going to do this, it should, you know, we should have witnesses be called from both sides. And and that's a wonderful statement. It really is. Too bad they didn't do that in the House. Exactly. Too bad they shut down every witness the GOP wanted to call. Too bad the actual investigation part of this actually is in the House. So if you have new evidence, like you claim, which I thought it was awfully interesting to claim that they have new evidence after they voted on impeachment. Well, they went so fast, they probably just skipped right over it. Oh, oh no, I... I firmly believe they had this information at the time of the hearing. Sure. But I think they used it as a political calculation to try and leverage the Senate by saying, oh, well, all of a sudden we have this new breaking evidence. No, you don't have anything new than what you already had. You went through every corner, every yeah. crevice, under every single rug to find out everything you possibly could. Don't think for a second we're going to believe that this new spate of emails that you have, you didn't already have, and you're trying to use to play a game to get the Senate to concede to some of the terms that you want to dictate. Let's play devil's advocate. Maybe the Democrats in the House actually do have new evidence. I'm sorry, that's on you for going for light speed. If you really wanted to do your due diligence and you didn't have to go that fast, I still don't see why you had to go that fast. Uh, it was urgent. It, it was urgent. It was the the most urgent matter. And now Nancy Pelosi is, you know, now the next urgent matter is to, of course, you know, have a resolution to limit the powers of the president on any kind of military action, uh, i.e., uh, we, we want to make sure that, uh, you know, any president, uh, especially ones that uh, are currently in the occupying the White House, get our consent before doing anything. Yeah, see, here's the problem with that, is the only reason they want to do this is because they want the information ahead of time so they can leak it. Or to stifle the current president, and then they'll just want to undo that once he's out of office. Right, because all it will be is discussions on what he wants to do and warning those to whom the damage may be coming that this is going to happen. So, no, you, you don't have that right. The only thing the president needs to come to you to ask is for a declaration of war, not to kill a murderer. Who knew the swamp ran so deep? Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Hey, fellas. This is Dave from Kittowin. Hi, Dave. What's up? Hey, is it too much to ask that legislatures, legislatures know the laws? Do they not realize that there are three uh, co-equal powers and that one is not going to be able to dictate to the other what they can do. That's why they are co-equally in power. And another thing, it really irritates me, and it's kind of chapping me, the terminology they're using. Why do they keep using assassination when we all know darn well it was not an assassination? But a lot of people don't know. But they keep using words like that and make it sound like we did something illegal when this is a military action. He was an entity combatant, and we got rid of him. Thank you. I appreciate the call. Again, going back to our our first hour, I guess I can answer that second part first, is that I, my my personal opinion, I I believe that why the Democrats and, and many on the left are, including the national media in most respects, is playing this word game and you know, showing images of distraught Iranians over this general's death uh, is not so much necessarily that they are siding with Iran as it is 
the absolute wall that they are throwing up, and yeah, I use the term wall, they are throwing up to make sure that this president doesn't get anything good to campaign on. I, I really believe that that, it, it, and it, this is why Nancy Pelosi's dragging her feet and, and doing all this other, other stuff. And, and to the last caller's first point, Rob, they know, they know the rules. They're not stupid. I, I, well, they may do stupid things, but they are not ignorant to the fact of what the president and the legislature, uh, you know, Congress and the House and Senate can and can't do. They they know all that. But if they talk in terms of assassination and limiting the powers of the president and and this this that and the other thing, what it's doing, it everyone knows it's not going to go anywhere. Just like the impeachment process, we knew it wasn't going to go anywhere past the House because of the makeup of of the, the the Senate as well. What it's doing, at least the the hope of the Democrats is what it's doing, is maybe, just maybe, eroding the voting base of the president. They have tried everything except throwing the kitchen sink at this guy. Right. To keep, number one, to keep him from being elected. They never thought Hillary would lose. And then before he even takes office, throwing everything at him and making his first term the way that they've made it. Now, everything is about keeping him from being reelected. If and when he is reelected, I imagine, and I hate to say this, the emphasis will be removing him one way or another. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. We got to take a timeout. We might try to end on a lighter note. I think we will. Yeah. More of the bottom line here on News Radio six ten K O N A. After this. with the bottom line on Twitter at bottom line 610. Now, back to the show presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A, 5471610 is the number to get involved. Jason Hogue, agent with American Family Insurance is waiting for your call or for you to visit his website and find out exactly what American Family Insurance can do for you. If you're looking for auto insurance, homeowners insurance, life insurance, you're a small business owner and want to investigate other options or you own a farm and you want to talk about farm insurance, which is what they've done for over 90 years, contact Jason Hogue today at his, at his office on Road 68 in Pasco or via his website, jasonhogue.com. Find out how much more American Family Insurance can do for you by contacting Jason Hogue today. Going right to the phones, you're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Cheeky from Pasco. And what's on your mind today? So you said you wanted to end on a positive note. Um, I didn't catch the first hour. I apologize if you've already discussed this. Um, and I have not, I do not watch the Golden Globes, the Oscars, or anything like that because I have a really hard time with um, people who are making millions and millions of dollars needing to pat themselves on the back by awarding themselves, you know, gold little statues. So I never watch those. But I had to I had to watch a clip of Ricky Gervais 
um, as he slambasted all of the um, uh, the liberal left wing actors and people in the audience. And I loved what he said, and I loved watching the camera pan out as people who are sitting in the audience were like, "Oh, crap! He's talking about us, isn't he?" <laughs> I just thought that was hysterical, and I think we should be doing more of that reality check with some of those people. Appreciate the call. Thank you very much for your time this afternoon. And, yep, we did touch on it uh, actually earlier this hour, and, uh, yeah, we kind of felt the same way you did. (laughs) But uh, we don't don't have a whole lot of time left, so we may not get to this today. Um, Well, we can talk about what transpired last night, maybe. Yeah, we could touch on that a little bit. Uh, And save the other for tomorrow. Yeah, we can save the other for tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Congrats to the Seahawks moving on to play Green Bay. Ooh, that must have hurt. No, you know, I'll be honest with you. Doug Peterson did more damage than the Seahawks did. Um, (laughs) In all truth, I mean, if you're an Eagles fan out there, you're going to understand exactly what I'm saying. Uh, In a playoff game when you're down by eight and you've got the ball with about six minutes to go in the fourth quarter, uh, you're in field goal range with a guy that really doesn't miss. You take it from 8-5 to five and you make it a one-touchdown without two-point conversion game because you figure the way your defense has been playing, you're going to get the ball back at some point in time. Uh, so that was the first mistake Peterson made. The second mistake he made was on the last play of the game for the Eagles, sending your quarterback in on 4th and 7 without a definitive receiver to throw the ball to or without anybody executing a play to open up Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard or somebody with reliable hands. Uh, to have, see Josh McCown actually have to scramble says that there was a lack of execution and a lack of a solid play call put in there in 4th and 7 when the game is on the line. By the way, the second chance you had in five minutes in the red zone. Um, so it was poorly called in that aspect by Peterson. Um, I, I will say um, Carson Wentz did play almost a quarter in the playoffs. Um, you know, he, he did get to appear in a playoff game until um, <clears throat> that particular hit, which didn't get a flag for whatever reason. Not quite sure on that one. but I think the uh, explanation they gave was he didn't give himself up. But I do distinctly remember a big change they talked about at the beginning of this year, that if a quarterback goes head first, he's also giving himself up. And I don't re- I lost count of how many flags I've seen quarterbacks diving head first that have gotten 15, uh, 15 yard flags. Uh, Aaron Rodgers comes to mind on a couple of them. I think Garoppolo got one. In fact, Russell Wilson has drawn a couple of them uh, diving head first and getting hit as they've gone to the ground and, and drawing that flag. But uh, I guess Carson Wentz isn't quite in that stratosphere yet that he can get a concussion and there can't be a flag. But, you know. That that to me that didn't I don't know how much that really affected the game I just think it was a uh, it, it was it was a poor example by the referees to set um, because I can tell you right now if the same hit would have happened to Russell Wilson the Seahawks sidelines and Seahawks players would have been equally upset and Seahawks fans would have been equally upset that there was no call on that so I think that's it, that's a fair statement that both sides would have been angry without a flag but I will give Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson's a classy dude. I'll give him credit for this. The first thing he asked Doug Peterson was how Carson Wentz was. So, Russell Wilson's a class dude. I'm glad you're able to get that off your chest. For the record, in our final 30 seconds, I didn't once text you or email you during the game. I never, I never rubbed it in. Even today, we haven't even really talked about the game. I was in the Lions Den watching it yesterday, so <laughs> I was surrounded by Seahawks fans. And for what it's worth. Uh, Clowney is probably going to be fined yeah. uh, for sure because it was helmet to helmet. But, yeah, 
tough break, but uh, go Hawks. 